Hello, welcome to another podcast, not podcast, webinar. No, it is a podcast. <laughs> podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello. This, this is Hello. a podcast. Yeah, I keep getting confused between the two of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I've escaped from the clutches of the evil Lionel Blair Witch. So thanks to everybody for, for um, your good wishes. Well, and mine and Sam's bad wishes. Bad wishes, attempts to try and kick us out of the firm, which I <laughs> no, thought was... We, no, we came to rescue you. I'm not sure I'm into the SRA asking for me to be declared legally dead is a rescue attempt. <laughs> I know, but you always tell us to plan in advance, so, I'm just, you know, just using your own words. Well, anyway, so um, thanks thanks all both for tuning in. Yeah, um, no, it's three now. It's three now, we've got three listeners. So that's, that's who's the third one? Katrin. I, I, I think so. It's Katrin, yeah. Katrin, Paul and Carolyn. Welcome, all three of you. Yeah. Um, at some point, we hope to have our listeners outnumber the number of people involved in this <laughs> absurd venture. And actually, Carolyn is joining us for our next podcast. I don't know what it's about yet. Next but week. It's this week, is it? Well, we're recording it this week. Oh, oh yes. I mean, next week. Next week's podcast. Next week's podcast. Yes, that's right. Um, and then, look, I don't know. These things aren't on. live. You do know that. <laughs> Thank- thankfully. <laughs> They're not live or good <laughs> yeah. or funny. Interesting or informative. <laughs> they just exist. They just <laughs> this is something that's happened. Things that exist on the internet, <laughs> but not the worst things that that's exist right. on the we're internet. That's right. We're not as bad as the dark web. No. no. Um, Which none of us have ever been on because we're still too, well, too terrified. I would it not does sound interesting. But I didn't know. Do you Google dark web? I say I've never been on it. I mean, I've never actively sort of witnessed it and, and been on the browser, but... Why it's possible that I've been on it as a good, some sort of product for sale, or maybe as a target of a hitman. You seem to know a lot about it, to say you've never been on it. How do you, wouldn't you know, wouldn't it, doesn't it say you're, you know, in the dark you think web? you a notification, somebody's yeah. taken out a hit on you via the dark oh, web. Oh, I see. <laughs> Google <laughs> tell <out>. you. <laughs> Watch. All right. I think that's, yeah, I think that's the plot of John Wick, isn't it? Yeah, we could have written a quite a good film there, actually. Yeah. Not Robinson Ralph Studios. Yeah. yeah. Patent it now. I don't, think, I don't think we need to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any chance. Okay, so anyway, uh, what have been up to? this? So this this case, Brooks v. Nottingham University Hospitals NHS Trust. If you thought our previous webinars, not uh, podcasts... <laughs> I need to get this tattooed on my head. It's podcasts, podcast. not webinars. Our previous podcasts um, were informative. We'll get ready. This is, wow, this actually might be quite an interesting one. I think so. Certainly uh, quite a kind of um, interesting one from a factual perspective, isn't it? Quite uh, an unfortunate claimant having spent the best part of, seems, three months in employment tribunal yeah. to the tune of achieving the sum of minus £170,000. <laughs> I know, yeah. Not a bad day's work, is it, yeah. for uh, the opposing side? So, the, I mean, the, the witness statement, according to this, 214 page paragraphs sorry 214 pages 250 pages and a thousand paragraphs apparently it was a bit repetitious and some of it was irrelevant I mean who would have thought it it's more the 27 day hearing that jumped out at me yeah Yeah. about that with weekends as well well, it didn't happen on the weekend no I know that but you factor in the weekends and that hanging over you for hang on I need to do some quick maths now more or less five or six weeks. Yeah, well, that I think the hearing big. was over three months, so I think there might have been some sort of maybe oh, break for Christmas. They maybe had a Christmas holiday. I think it was from November to February. Uh, oh, I mean, wow. I imagine they were very keen to come back in January and uh, and carry it on. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I guess it demonstrates that 
the only ones winning out of a 27-day hearing are the lawyers. Thankfully. is not necessarily a bad thing. No. Or, or, or a good thing. It's just a, it's a thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So Mr. Brooks brought his claim for public interest disclosure detriment. Um, the tribunal found that he had made a number of protected disclosures uh, and he also had suffered detriment. Um, the issue was, as it is the case in um, many such claims, establishing that the detriments were caused by the protected disclosures. So that's been the respondent's motivation. Mr. Brooks' case was fundamentally undermined in the eyes of the tribunal by a letter that he had drafted before he made the first of his, I think, 40 protected disclosures. <clears throat> Sorry, 18 protected disclosures. Uh, and the letter demonstrated that the treatment that he said amounted to the detriments had in fact been occurring before he even made the first of these protected disclosures. So that's a causation issue? That is that is true. Just adding, I hadn't heard himself speak for a bit. So. <laughs> you were wild like a coiled viper there, weren't you? <laughs> right. So um, not only did he lose the claim um, because he wasn't able to establish causation, uh, the respondent made an application for, for costs uh, on a number of grounds. Um, and uh, there were a few interesting points that, that came from it. Um, the first one was that uh, a costs award should not uh, automatically follow simply from an allegation of dishonesty. Um, it, uh, uh, conduct doesn't have to be dishonest to be unreasonable. Um, on the flip side, conduct that's dishonest won't necessarily be unreasonable. I've never understood that. How can that be right? Well, um, I think probably what the tribunal, the Employment Appeal Tribunal here uh, are trying to do is really guard against a, a finding that wherever there's ele any element of dishonesty in a case, that will automatically mean that uh, the case is, has been brought unreasonably. Um, and I think that's because it will always be the case that, or very often usually the case, that there will be two competing mm. versions of events in tribunals and a, a, a tribunal will have to make a decision about whether or not they believe one person's word or the yeah. others. Now, they can sort of fudge that, but it's, it, it, if, if a tribunal's found that they prefer the other party's evidence, it's not um, a, a massive leap of logic to say that, well, the other party's evidence was dishonest. So you would end up with, um, sort of against the ethos of the employment tribunals, yeah. a situation where costs almost followed the event in a lot of claims. Isn't it worse? It's the central plank. Is that, I remember Well, that was yeah. an aspect here. Yeah. Um, well, they, yeah, they, they said that the dishonesty, um, if it was part of the central plank of the case, might mean that it's more likely to attract a, a, a cost award. But I do think one aspect of it is that um, the tribunals have a, a sort of policy of making decisions that don't discourage yeah. um, discrimination claims. Uh, protected disclosure claim being arguably a type of discrimination claim um, but if you start making awards of costs in cases where somebody's evidence hasn't been disbelieved you'll very quickly I think end up with a situation where claimants who brought discrimination claims possibly in good faith end up with many more um, cost awards uh, against them and, and you know, whilst on some cases that might be justifiable I think the tribunal is very much trying to guard against people being discouraged from bringing those claims because 
um, they're obviously uh, important claims in a civilised society that, that for people to be able to, to challenge things where they believe discrimination has, has taken place. No, well, that's an that's a excellent answer, I thought. Mm. So, yeah, yeah well yeah. done. Um, Sam, thoughts? Uh, well, there was one. There was one aspect of it that interested me, and that was the argument made by Mr. Brooks that he'd been uh, he'd been legally advised that he had an arguable case, and uh, mm. therefore he'd not acted unreasonable in relying on that advice. But I know that uh, whilst the appeal tribunal said that that is potentially a good argument, it seems as though there was no actual documented letter of advice or anything from a solicitor's. Uh, firm or you know anything like that to to quantify that so, or to evidence that um, so what's of interest is that the tribunals have basically said yeah if you've got a lawyer who tells you you've got a good case and when it comes to the you know the issue of costs I mean I guess we as a as a practice ought to not to take note of that you know not that we ever um, would intentionally look to give somebody um, Good advice, but you know there is that. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Did, we did would you always, mean, we would you always would try not, and give people good advice. Intentionally give, give, intentionally give bad advice. You've never had good advice. Sorry, I'm just, yeah, I'm it, just it was accidental. we made an error, Apolo- yeah. and we apologise for it. Yeah, we, we would never intentionally give good advice at this firm. <laughs> Sorry, there was a car outside the window that looked really nice. I was just a bit distracted. Okay, well you'll never own that car if you only ever accidentally give good advice. I yeah. know. So. I know. And perhaps, perhaps try not to be distracted. Distracted by good cars. I know, I've been distracted by my own point, that's how interested I am. Okay. Um, what was that point? Uh, do you know what? I, don't, um, <laughs> I think no, it was the point of it. Sorry. sorry no, go, go on, on, you go on. Well, it was just the point that, um, you know, you give you give the advice, and then obviously this is quite a quite an extreme example of costs being awarded, um, and it's just one that obviously many firms are going to be, are going to, going to want to take note of especially yeah. firms that only accidentally give good advice yeah, <laughs> yeah accidentally give good advice I mean, the, the yeah. claimant the claimant here said look i shouldn't have to pay costs because i was advised that um i had a good case might sound like a reasonable argument but however he, he didn't disclose the advice that was yeah, the well, problem. that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what i'm getting advice, at so which, so um, now we're going to have that in the back of our mind. Well, well we always have that in the back of our minds but now this is quite for me it's an extreme example i mean i don't know whether you've seen any any other examples of uh, cost being good awarded? Advice. I've never seen, particularly <laughs> on my own work, any other examples of good advice. No, I don't think. I mean, good advice, no. as you rightly say, Sam, good advice is not something we strive no. for. I mean, uh, there's been advice that I've thought has been good when I wrote it yeah. that subsequently has turned out to it's be utter awful. rubbish. Yeah. Um, but that's I'm just talk- when it's been pointed out to me by somebody who knows more about what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about the financial <laughs> award that's made in cost. Applic- I mean, 170 grand. That's definitely in the time that I've yeah. been reading employment law. Yeah. That's the highest that I've seen. I wonder whether in, have well, you seen any higher awards? No, I mean, I, I have. Despite my, as, as you say, Sam, my insistence on giving only poor advice, <laughs> I have won a case and got a couple of 20 grand cost awards. And then when, the, when mm. it was down at 10 grand maximum, I got a couple of 10 grand awards. I had a case which well. dragged on for a long time uh, and then um, ultimately we were for respondent and ultimately um, we settled it on the basis that the claimant paid us £50,000. So that was quite nice. So the short answer there was, <laughs> no, I haven't seen anything go over 170 grand. That was the short answer, but it didn't give Dave and I a chance to boast to no. people who might be thinking of instructing well, us. I see the fingers itching, just waiting to get in there with that. <laughs> well, I, I, I was quite taken by the, the fact that the tribunal pointed out that they did not find the claimant to be impre- an impressive witness. And in fact, it appeared to be the claimant's case that everything that happened to him was part of a conspiracy 
against him brought about by his making the protected disclosure. That's always, whenever a claimant runs a conspiracy, mm. I always clap my hands if I'm yeah. working for the respondent, which I invariably am. Yeah. Because it's so difficult to prove. And usually it's, don't like no, conspiracy theories, no. do they? Do you think, though, that they would like some of these conspiracy theories that I've looked up on the internet? Well, I don't know. Let's, let's hear. Okay. And bear in mind, we're going to keep these very uh, slightly vanilla, not yeah. some of the rather <laughs> extreme conspiracy theories that you do read about on the internet. No. Uh, apparently, Avril Lavigne was um, replaced by a clone named Melissa. I mean, can you believe that? What? She's bad yeah. as well. Yeah. Apparently she changed her her style and one of her songs cited her slipping away and it won't be the same. This isn't a tribunal claim, this is just a conspiracy. No, it's just conspiracy. Oh, okay, right. All right, I was going to say, how did that lead? Right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you the host of a new programme, The Tribunal Finals? (laughs) Yeah. Friday night at 10. Yeah. There's also... We'll we'll probably get as many viewers for that as you've got listeners (laughs) for this. Well, I'm pitching for a TV programme here, I think, about nonsense conspiracy theories that I've Googled quickly (laughs) on the internet prior to... um, That's quite a long time for a show. Prior to doing this podcast, but I'll change podcast to TV show for the purposes of the show. And would you say, would you do all of that and go with Mm. David Silito, or would it be David Silito Presents? Yeah, um, well, David Silito Presents, because I think it'll be live. No, it'd be David Silito investigates, wouldn't you? Because you oh, no, that would be better, wouldn't it? Well, then I'd have to make some effort. No, I no. Just want to, you know, it's not David Silito Google's them, and and then just talks <laughs> about them on the internet. In the first five minutes of the show, well, the show starts with me trying to turn my computer on, <laughs> and then firing up Google, yeah. and then typing stuff into Google. Why people are looking at you? And you're just looking yeah, at the camera, yeah. going, "Oof." This just uh, sounds like your regular working day. Well, we can have a good bit of a laugh about the stuff that you know when you type things into Google and it yeah. suggests. Things that you can, you mm. might want to search for. It's a you might, game, you right? might try what, and the first thing that will suggest is like, what did I have for dinner? Yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's something. So that it's people not have been Googling. just conspiracy theories. It's ostensibly conspiracy theories, but then it goes into offshoots of Google. Yeah, other sort of you know internet oddities. Um, but anyway, you said that was the first one. Come on, what's the, what's the oh, next yeah. one? Well, um, the moon doesn't exist. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. it's only a hologram created to fool everyone on Earth. Why? Um, I don't think there is any why. Right. That, why? Yeah. Why would they do a hologram to? to like, was, no, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That stops there. But I'll Google that for, for the, the program for, for the show. Yeah, so yeah, any producers show. listening, don't worry. It'll be better <laughs> on TV. It's listener number four. If you're out there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, I don't think there's anyone. I mean, it, it couldn't really get any worse. Yeah. It would have to be better on TV. Also, this was this is a really good one. 297 years of our history, that's events from 614 to 911 um, AD, have been faked. By who? Um, but, well, the his, historians, because apparently <laughs> there's no archaeological evidence from that time. Um, you, from 16? 614 to 911. But, so there is evidence from 613 before? Yeah, but and from 912 just picks up. All right. So I've heard the moon, not the moon doesn't exist, I've heard, so it was like the moon landings didn't happen was one. Yeah, I mean, that's another conspiracy theory. I did buy into that one for, for a while. <sighs> yes, yeah. I must say. No, 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 the, for the for the simple, re- well, there were two reasons, actually. How many, how the, long after 1969 did you did you believe in it for? Until I, it was the flag. You, it was, the, 
I'll answer that in a minute. Okay. Let me just get my two reasons out. The first one is why is the flag blowing when there's meant to be, you know, no wind, no anything yeah. like I mean, that it's on not. the moon. It's and not. the second thing, yeah. why is there never, in the pictures of all the moon landings, why is there never any stars in the background? Now, you since have proved me wrong on it, yep. but that just shows you how gullible... You know, yeah. some people. I proved them wrong so. by looking at Google, right? Okay. And you can't in those cameras. Yeah. You can't, or because of the moon, I don't know something. There's some scientific reason yeah. why you can't okay. see the stars. And he said, well, "Why is the flag?" It wasn't. That it was blowing. He said, "Why is the flag, like standing up?" It doesn't. And I said, "Because there's a rod. You can see there's a rod holding it in place." And he went, "All right." Okay. So he went from not believing in the moon landings in yeah. the space of me googling it for two seconds okay. to. No, so I, I, I you give me an idea for episode two no, of my I, TV program where we Google. How the conspiracy theories are right. No, yeah. Hold on a sec. I always did believe in the moon landings. I just thought there might there might have been a point about those two specific aspects. I think you backed down very quickly. Yeah, I thought you said time. you didn't believe in the moon landing. No, I no, I did believe in the moon. He landing. didn't. He I said didn't he say at the beginning? No, he didn't. I believe, well, all right, it took I you a while in, to believe in. Them. I believed in some aspects of it. Which bits? Which, in fact, some of the moon landings. Some of the moon landings. There yeah. was only two of them there. I don't, Why would they fake bits of it? I don't know. They I went to the moon but didn't land? I don't know. They ran out of funding? I don't know. <laughs> they crashed into the moon? They crashed into the moon. Which might explain why it didn't, doesn't oh, exist like, anymore. That's basically landing on the moon, isn't it? Crashing into the moon. No, because it's not... La- it's crashing and landing. Crashing's not slightly the same different. as landing. Yeah. Wait, so, seeing the size of that crater. If you, are you it, saying when there was you... the latest sort of air disaster yeah, yeah. and it was reported a plane has crashed today, your response was, that's exactly the same as it landing. <laughs> Or if you were on a plane and they went, we're about to crash, would you <laughs> go, what's the problem? Yeah, I knew that was going to happen, that's why fair, I'm on yeah, the plane. Fair, yeah. To be fair, yeah. if there's no fatalities, then it technically does land, doesn't it? Yeah. but Well. <laughs> I mean, it's not a landing, is it? It's all right, it's a landing of sorts. But you, who you're flying with. Well, that's what, in fact, it. that's why it's called a crash landing. It's a type of landing. Yeah. yeah. So but, I'm right. Well, well. Yes, that's it. He I'm just saying, if you, if you said to people... The plane's going to crash. You wouldn't go. Well, that's just a landing. Yeah, we, we we'll shortly be crashing in Milan <laughs> ahead of our scheduled time. Yeah, yeah. Improve it. Could you an, an hour ahead of our scheduled yeah, time. Brad, We're also actually not in Milan. Be, but uh, apart from that, it's that fine. It's, it's slightly bittersweet. You know the way um, Ryanair play that thing when they land early, that little trumpety thing. Yeah. Is you've, you've crashed into the side <laughs> of a mountain and then they go. <laughs> it would kind of be rubbing salt in the wounds, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be much of a kind of uh, worsening of Ryanair's normal customer service policy, <laughs> be, I suppose, would it? It would be. It would be. It, you'd be half-hearted to. Like, I don't understand people. I don't understand. I Why that. do they applaud when it lands? I it's like really people who applaud in cinemas. What are you doing? Somebody once applauded when they got their peanuts as well on the plane, which I thought, you know, they applauded getting peanuts. They applauded getting peanuts. Yes. Was it sarcastic? I don't. I don't know. I think it, it must have been sarcastic. You wouldn't applaud getting peanuts. Was it? Was it a monkey? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't see. The it. monkey might be quite happy about I, just, I saw the. I saw the. I saw the nuts come out from the flight attendant's little drawer. Go to the guy, and then I just saw this pair of hands come up across the seat. What I like about that is, you've asked him was a monkey, and he refused to rule it out. Yeah. Went, well, I don't. I don't know. I couldn't I also see. I like how the nuts like came out of the drawer on their own, sort of floated across. No, I said. And the did you dream this, sir? <laughs> is this real? Well, I had, had three large whiskers. <laughs> I think at least they were getting nuts because on some flights you don't get nuts. Yeah. If someone says they're allergic to nuts, because well, it, it gets it, in the air system, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know why they're not just banned permanently. Anyway, if you can't go two hours without some nuts, then I just I like nuts. I mean, if there's someone's got a nut allergy, fair enough. That's what I mean. Like, if some just just blanket ban them to avoid That's... that scenario. I'd prefer some crisps, please. Well, they've got crisps though. I like. I'm sorry. I like nuts. 
If you can't have nuts, you can't have nuts. But a blanket ban's nonsense, Sam. You've just gone over the top there. Banning blankets again. Banning blankets. Why are you banning blankets all the time? What is up with you? Do you know what? I honestly don't know. After this podcast, <laughs> I've said a bit questionable things. Are there any other conspiracy theories apart from the flat Earth one? Um, well, I mean, there's there's there's, there's loads. Any Inkles, interesting ones? The government's blood sacrifice season, apparently. Right. When apparently many tragedies happen around that time. So conspiracy is that those are all planned by the government. I, for one, am totally on board with that. <laughs> um, but that's because of my distorted perception. Much like Mr. Brooks had. Ah, oh, What a link. Sign me up for radio and TV. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think um, the point the point about distorted perception I just thought his, his, his pitch was, producers, please notice, it'll, it'll be better on the telly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better in real life. No, no. <laughs> um, so it just picks up, picks up on the uh, uh, unreasonable um, approach, stroke dishonesty point. Uh, Mr. Brooks had a distorted perception, but the tribunal had said, well, um, that he's convinced himself. And you might think if somebody's convinced himself, they're, con- they're acting in good faith. And the tribunal said, well, no, look, any objective person looking at this evidence would have seen that this claim was absolute nonsense. Um, and therefore... Uh, we're going to find that you were acting unreasonably, despite the fact that you weren't acting um, dishonestly. Yeah, that was good. How long have we been talking for? Uh, a good 20 minutes. Oh, should You're we knock right. it in the head then? Um, <clears throat> yes. I, mean, the, I, I was just listening there for some echoes through the through the system, and all the listeners were saying, yes, <laughs> yes. knock it on the head there. Yeah. Very or, much. In fact, can you knock it in the head 15 minutes can you ago? Go, can, can you rewind it? I mean, feel, <laughs> feel free, listeners, to rewind it. And just yeah. stop listening. I mean, the rewinding, it seems unnecessary, but if you'd like it to have stopped some time ago, you can, I mean, you won't get the time back in your life. And in fact, it will take even longer to rewind it. I, I quite like the idea that the people are listening to this, or three listeners are listening to this, and they get to the end and they're just like... <sighs> it's an assault on the senses. Yeah, why, did I, why mm. do I put myself through this? Every, every week, I hope it's going to be better. And every yeah. week, if possible, it just seems to get worse. Well, next week it will be better because it will be someone else here as well as us. Yeah. So, so be, who we got coming in? Uh, we've got Carolyn Hobday uh, coming in next week. She's one of our lovely clients, NHR director. I don't know what we're going to talk about she's yet. She's generally quite an interesting she's person, interesting. so yeah. she'll probably be much better to listen to than, than, than us. us. We've actually and we bought a fourth microphone, so nobody has to to double up. Um, that's the kind of investment at this firm we do. Yeah. So if you listen, if you if you're one of our uh, regular listeners, or you've by sheer misfortune, <laughs> you know, listen to this to the end. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you you're in an accident and you can't move. I don't know. But whatever reason you've not. Turned <laughs> you it had off. it on in the background, and then you had to maybe like hold a tray. For a long time, yeah, you we were serving cups of tea. That's, that's pretty much. You haven't been able to turn down the, tea, the 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 radio. Yeah, that's a lot of our audience is tray based. Um, <laughs> that you think? Oh, actually, do you know what? I would love to go in there and be in this and this. Um, what is it? Podcast? Not webinar. Not webinar. Then you I know, don't understand what's so difficult. It's I a know, podcast. I Maybe know. you're a doctor in surgery and you're having to hold a patient's leg up, and you can't turn it off. I mean, I mean, you've been sorely tempted 
to risk the certain death of the patient <laughs> to turn and, this off um, <laughs> and, and turn this off but you've quite resisted it so far it will be ending soon. or maybe you're a pilot and the autopilot isn't working <laughs> and you would have to crash the plane or land it or land it, or yeah, land it to, to, to turn it off and you, you've been thinking would it be that bad <laughs> then then obviously do land the plane safely yeah do not please. if you're the surgeon drop that person's right. leg just just come in and show us how it's done because genuinely we clearly don't know what we're doing <laughs> um so bye thanks everybody cheers bye